Did you know that you can lose weight with ease and fun? My name is Leandra McMullen. I'm a Christian certified life and weight coach. If you want to apply God's promises to your life, live victoriously in your health, and stop overeating for good, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey, 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 my friends. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Uh, Happy Monday. I hope you're having a wonderful day and that you're ready to crush your week. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure that you're registered for my five-day meal planning made simple workshop. We're going to be live on Zoom for five days talking everything meal planning. It's $19 and you will leave with confidence and clarity to plan your meals ahead of time. So make sure you check the show notes and click the link to get registered for that. And today I want to talk about overcoming the fear of meal planning. Or I could have even named this overcoming the resistance to meal planning. I remember when I first went out to lose my 40 pounds and I understood the importance of planning my meals ahead of time, I was very resistant. I didn't want to do that. I had a lot of fear around making decisions about my food. And so we're going to talk about three specific reasons why we fear meal planning. Why do we resist making decisions about what we're going to eat ahead of time? And I'm going to help you overcome that fear. So why is it? Why do we have resistance around it? Well, first of all, the only reason we do anything, the only reason we don't do anything is because we don't want to feel something. So if you're not taking action, right? If you're not planning your meals, it's because you don't want to feel something. Everything we do or don't do is because of a feeling. It's either because we want to create a feeling for ourselves, or we're fearful of feeling an emotion that that action is going to bring, right? So what are some of these feelings that we're afraid of? Well, first of all, we're afraid of feeling deprived, right? This is something that I hear a lot. Well, if I plan my meals and then something comes up during the day that I didn't plan for, I'm going to feel deprived. I'm going to feel like I'm missing out and I don't want to feel deprived and I don't want to feel like I'm missing out, right? Does this sound like something you've experienced? I know I have, but here's what I want to think about. I want you to ask yourself, Why is it a problem to feel deprived? And really ask yourself that question. Because we fear feeling deprivation 
But if we slow it down and we break it down, it's like, why is it a problem? What is it that we're so afraid of? And when it comes down to it, is it really that big of a deal to feel deprived? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But here's the other thing that I want to look at. If you've listened to my podcast past episodes, you know that our thoughts create our feelings. So if we are feeling deprived, it's because we're thinking we're deprived. Okay, I really want you to catch that. (laughs) We feel deprived because of what we're thinking in the moment. So if we're thinking that food is fun, or this is my last chance to eat that this, or I'm only going to get a chance in this moment to eat this, or this is the time, right, to eat this food. When we're thinking thoughts like that, we're going to feel deprived. So I really want you to think about the fact that you're not eating something is not the reason you feel deprived. That planning what you're going to eat is not the reason you're feeling deprived. The reason you feel deprived is because of your thoughts about that food and your thoughts about not eating that food, which is so interesting, right? So we really want to question what we're thinking about not eating something. And do we want to question that thought? Do we want to think about it differently? And I also want you to think about what is it that you're depriving yourself of? Because if we're thinking this is the only chance I get to eat that or everybody is eating it so I'm missing out in some way and we feel deprived What are we actually depriving ourselves of? Because we could think about it in a way as what I'm really depriving myself of is being my goal weight, is having more energy. If I go ahead and eat the food that I didn't plan or that does not align with my goals because I don't want to feel deprived, so I eat the food not to feel deprived, When we do that, what are we really depriving ourselves of? We're depriving ourselves of of reaching our goal. We're depriving ourselves of having more energy or feeling more control around food. So I really want you to think about it. First of all, it's what we're thinking in the moment. But second, what would we rather be deprived of? Would we rather be deprived of sugar and flour or would we rather be deprived of our goal weight? So it's just an interesting thing to think about. The other thing that we're afraid of is feeling failure. As a human being, we are so afraid of failing Our brain is wired, right, to succeed. 
our brain thinks that if we fail, that we're in danger in some way. It's very scary for us to set a goal, to make a decision, and then either not reach that goal or not follow through with that decision. So a lot of times we don't want to decide what we're going to eat ahead of time because we're afraid that we're going to mess it up, that we're not going to follow it, that we're going to be a failure, right? And here's how I want to reframe that idea. Because are we really afraid of failure or are we afraid of what we're going to tell ourselves that it means that we failed? So if you think about it, if you plan your meals for the day and you don't follow through with it, you eat something that you didn't plan, what are you going to tell yourself that means? Most of us take it personally. We make it mean something about our willpower or our strength or who we are as a person in some way. We're very harsh with ourselves if we make a mistake, if we eat off plan. We make it mean terrible things about ourselves. And What's interesting about this is what we're afraid of then is us. (laughs) We're afraid of ourself. Now, think about this for a minute. What if we decided we weren't going to beat ourselves up if we went off plan? What if we decided ahead of time that if, if for whatever reason we went off plan, it didn't mean we were a terrible human being? And on the flip coin, if I follow my plan, it doesn't mean I'm a better human being. Because this concept is so interesting. Most of us are so afraid to fail because we make it mean terrible things about ourselves, And we do that because most of the time, we also do the opposite. We make it mean that we're better when we follow our plan, right? So we actually measure our worth as a human being on whether we are following the plan or not. If we don't follow the plan, we're a failure and a terrible person and we have no discipline or strength. And if we do follow the plan, we are somehow a better person. We've got it all together. We make it mean so much about ourselves if we follow the plan. So we want to be careful about both sides of the coin here, right? It's like we are 100% lovable and amazing and worthy of everything because we're just a human being with a human heart. So don't set your worth on whether or not you're following your plan and don't set your unworth on whether or not you're not following your plan. You can just decide ahead of time that if you don't follow your plan, you are not going to make it mean anything terrible about yourself. And then we don't have to be afraid of the failure. 
We don't have to be afraid of ourself, right? Okay, the third thing we're afraid of is we are afraid to feel urges, okay? So an urge is a urgency to eat something that we didn't plan, right? We plan our three meals and then we're at work and someone brings in cupcakes and now we have an urgency to eat that cupcake. And the reason why we don't wanna plan our meals is because we're afraid of those urges. And again, just like feeling deprived, we wanna ask ourselves, one, why is it a problem to feel an urge? Okay, what are we so afraid of? And two, what is it that we're thinking about urges that makes us not wanna feel them? And most of the time, we think urges are more powerful than we are. So we believe that we're not gonna be able to handle an urge, that we're going to have to give in, that it's more powerful than us, right? And so what I wanna suggest is really reminding yourself that an urge is a feeling. And feelings are chemical vibrations that are going through our body because of a thought we're thinking, right? So we have a thought that creates a chemical response in our bodies. We see the cupcakes and it creates a thought. That thought shoots a chemical reaction through our our bodies or a buzz, if you will, like a vibration, if you will. And that buzz and vibration is what we're calling an urge. Now, if you can sit with your urge and you can remind yourself, this is just a vibration because of something I'm thinking. And we allow that urge to be there. We don't try to rush it away. We don't try to resist it. We just, one thing that I like to say is when I experience an urge is I'll tell myself or I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the urge actually. It's like, hey urge, come on in and stay for a while. Let's do this. You can come and hang out with me for a while. And then I start watching my body experience the urge. Where is it inside my body. And for me, it's usually in my stomach. I start to feel a little nauseated and then it moves up into a tightness into my chest. My throat even might tighten up. My mouth might water. But this is an urge. It's just my body experiencing some physical buzzing or vibration. And I And when we think about it like that, it's not as scary, right? If we can actually become the observer or the narrator of the urge, we separate ourselves from experiencing it and we become the watcher. We start watching the urge. We start describing it. And one way I like to think about it is If a Martian were to be sitting on your shoulder while you're experiencing an urge and you explain to the Martian 
what exactly you're feeling inside your body. Oh, I'm feeling some nausea in my stomach. I'm feeling a tightness in my chest. And it helps you allow the urge in to sit with the urge and process the urge and then the urge leaves. The more you allow it to be there, the more you process it, the more you watch it, the faster it leaves. It'll come and go. And urge never stays. Feelings are for feeling. They come and go. So it it won't stay forever. The more we resist it, the longer it stays. But think about this. If a Martian came up to you and said, why don't you plan your meals? What What's stopping you? And you said to the Martian, oh, well, I just don't want to feel an urge. And the Martian says, oh, well, what's an urge? It sounds terrible. And you say, well, it's like, it, I feel a little empty in my stomach. And, and then that emptiness moves up and kind of tightens in my chest a little bit and my mouth waters. And the Martian says, that's it. You're not reaching your goal weight. You're not planning your meals because you don't want to feel tightness in your throat. And if you think about it that way, we don't have to make it mean so much that we're feeling urges. We don't have to be so afraid of them, right? Now, I want to give you an action tip to when you're feeling deprived or when you're feeling urges. One thing that really helped me when I was losing my 40 pounds and I was strictly focused on overcoming urges, because if you can overcome an urge, then you can unlearn your over desire for food. Okay, so one action tip that I want to give you is when you're experiencing an urge, tell yourself we can have that tomorrow. And we can put it in our meal plan tomorrow. And I did this several times. So let's say I wanted potato chips, but they weren't on my plan. I would tell myself, we can have some potato chips tomorrow. We can have them in 24 hours. Most of the time when tomorrow comes, I still did not want, you know, like the urge was gone. I didn't want to eat the chips anymore. And if I did, then I planned them in. And I gave myself an action plan. So this is slowing down the reason why we fear meal planning, okay? And so I hope this is super helpful and that it gives you a new way to think about meal planning and why we don't have to be afraid of it. I want to talk about Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's another thing we can do when we're feeling deprived, when we want to beat ourselves up and feel like a failure, when we feel like urges are more powerful than us. We can pray about it. We can tell God what we need and we can thank him for all he has done. It says, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. 
So pray with a thankful heart. Ask God to give you what you need to deal with your fear of meal planning. Peace is not the absence of fear. It's the conquest of fear. Peace is not running away, but it's overcoming. All right, my friends, I hope to see you March 20th through 24 for our meal planning made simple five-day workshop. Check out the show notes for the link. And until next week, let's go live our life in grace, unlimited self-love, and victorious in Jesus.